You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 49. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode today. Today, I'd like to talk to you about coaching and mentoring in public health. I think this is really important to understand the differences, although people often use these terms interchangeably. They really are different, and really understanding the differences will help you to sort of adjust your expectations of people in the field. You'll have a better understanding of what the resources are that are available to you, understand how to approach people, you know, what it's offered and what you're looking for, and even help you with networking with other professionals. You know, the goals of mentoring and coaching are essentially the same. You know, they're, you know, designed to help you or to help the individual to develop skills and achieve success. But the approach of mentoring and coaching, you know, they work together to help you achieve success, but their way of functioning are different. So I'd like to break it down for, for, like I said, several reasons to help you understand what's available to you and also to just help you understand the best approach when you are seeking help. Okay. So let's just start with coaching. So coaching helps, it helps a person to learn a necessary skill, like provides training or guidance of some form or, or instruction to help individuals, you know, accomplish a task. All right. On the other hand, mentoring focuses on a person's more emotional and behavior aspects. You know, it's more of a broad spectrum. So mentoring is uh, relationship oriented, whereas coaching is concerned with practical applications. All right. So again, mentoring is driven by development. You know, coaching is driven by performance. So whereas mentoring is concerned with personal and professional success and it incorporates work-life balance, you know, self-perception, self-confidence, and influence of people, uh, or, or sorry, influence of more like personal life and achievements, okay? So typically coaches are paid for their services while mentors are not, typically speaking. So let's just give an example here. The podcast that you're listening to, you tune into, hopefully you're, you're tuning in every week, <laughs> But the podcast is an example of mentoring, and I've often referred to it in this way. And it was an approach that I decided to take about a year ago. And instead of just responding to emails, individuals re- you know, reaching out to me that way, I developed this platform. And I thought if I discuss these topics, these um, mentoring focusing or mentoring approach on these topics, then I would be able to Uh, Others could benefit. Many people could benefit from hearing the response and just instead of just one person at a time. And often a lot of people are having the same question. So that was really a a good way in my mind for me to present the information in a mentoring type of a platform. So episodes focus on topics that address personal and professional development, shifts in the way we think about a topic. So for example, podcast episode 38 is titled Understanding and Benefiting from the Practicum Experience. In this episode, I discuss how you can benefit and how important it is to fully understand and make the most of that experience. All right. So episode number 42 was called, uh, it's entitled Online Degree Programs, 
um, tackling challenges for work, home, and school, where I discussed work, school, life balancing tips, you know, just basically how you can manage that all. And again, episode number 16 is another example. And the title of that episode is Using Your Passion for Public Health to Drive Your Career Preparation and Development. So it focused on using the emotional connection to your work to drive your work career performance. And I'll even give you another example. Episode number 39 is called Developing Your Public Health Career Strategy, where I discuss the importance of having a strategy and what need to be included in the strategy. All right. So these are all examples of mentoring. You know, these are, you know, around work, life, school balancing, even uh, sharing tips and strategies to help you, you know, get into the career field to succeed. And it's a it's a balance of all of these different topics and all of the all of them are very important, but it's designed to give you that, you know, that broad range in broad and specific at the same time. But, you know, it's covering all aspects, not just a specific skill or specific topic, but a holistic type of approach to preparing you for what you need to do. Sometimes it's a shift in the way we think about something, you know, more of a mindset shift, an attitude adjustment, um, a strategy. Okay. So the coaching example would be my coaching program. So I have a coaching program with the same title, Developing Your Public Health Career Strategy. Now, where this is different is this is my paid program where you work closely with me to develop your strategy. So we literally work through each phase of developing your strategy step by step, you know, instead of me just talking about the fact that you need a strategy, which is the mentoring, you do need a strategy. That's really clear. Everybody knows that. But some people, if they decide to work with me to learn step by step, and we go through how to put a strategy together, that becomes a coaching program. That's different from mentoring. All right. So another example of coaching is the workshops that I promote here. So, you know, for example, understanding and preparing for the practicum, that's the title of one of our workshops. And in that workshop, you learn the purpose of the practicum. You learn how to prepare for the practicum, how to find a preceptor for their practicum experience. You literally receive guides and checklists to help you prepare. And that's an example of coaching aspect. Whereas the mentoring was the episode on the podcast that I mentioned earlier in that example. So in that podcast episode, we talked about understanding and benefiting from the practicum experience and how you can benefit and how important it is to fully understand it. But on the workshop, that's the coaching aspect. You enroll, you pay, you get involved on a deeper step-by-step process, more tactical skill building of approaching the practicum and what you need to do and tools and resources. So that's an example of the coaching. Um, Let's see, another example of mentoring, let's see, the LinkedIn and Facebook groups for the podcast. Okay, so I have a a podcast group on Facebook and also on LinkedIn. And some people are already, many of you are on the, the Facebook group is rather large. So in both of these groups, they're designed to provide an atmosphere where Listeners of the podcast can take, or I guess, discuss takeaways from each of the podcast episodes. So it's just a way to kind of get together, have a discussion about a podcast episode, share ideas and feedback, you know, about the episodes. And as I develop new programs or like when the workshops were being developed and when the coaching program was being developed, I presented those um, programs in the groups um, in case people wanted to move members of the the mentoring group in that platform of the the podcast groups on Facebook, they wanted to move into the coaching experience, then I was presenting that information 
so that some people can make, they would know when it was available and can make that decision if they needed it. Now, as the size of the group has grown, people have often tried to turn the mentoring platform into a coaching platform. But with the help of our community manager, been able to kind of keep that distinction pretty clear. So please keep in mind a few things when you're looking for a mentor. Now, hopefully I've been able to to help clarify some of the, you know, the difference between the mentoring and the coaching. Um, There are times when you need both, but it doesn't necessarily mean that both are coming from the same source. So you can't necessarily turn your mentor into the coaching experience. So a few things you want to keep in mind when looking for a mentor is you want to remember that a mentor is providing help and guidance freely out of the kindness and, uh, you know, just out of kindness and a desire to help others along the journey. Just remember that anyone who decides to be a mentor is making that decision to give freely of themselves and because they want to help others along the journey. So each mentor has their limits. This is another thing to remember. They're going to have their limits and it's important to respect those limits. So if a mentor is offering to help you and to provide some guidance, then if if it's a good match and you want to receive that, it's great. But don't weigh heavy. Don't try to pull from that mentor and get more out of them or, you know, than they're willing to give. If they're willing to mentor in a certain category or a certain area and you want to receive that, then appreciate it because no one has to be a mentor. That is truly an optional choice. I mean, that, that's a choice. Um, just because they achieve their goal, they've accomplished what they wanted to accomplish, doesn't mean that they have to give back or do anything else. And it's perfectly fine if you know someone decides not to be a mentor. But if you're the student or you're the person looking for the mentor, then it's important to remember that they have their limits and it's important to respect those limits. You know, another thing is that they don't owe you anything. So be really careful not to approach a mentor out of frustration. If you're frustrated because you're not getting what you want and you can't find the answers you need, and you may have legitimate frustration built up. You may have had a lot of challenges and you're really, you may have had a hard time in one area or another and you just have, you know, not been able to secure a mentor, but that doesn't give you, it's not okay to take that frustration and go to someone, you know, as if they owe you something, you know, don't approach a mentor as if they owe you something and you're carrying all your your frustration into them because that can come across as demanding. Always ask and always say thank you. So if you are in a situation where you have a mentor who's freely willing to give information, appreciate what they're willing, what they're offering and be good with that. Say thank you. And if you ask for something else, they have the right to say yes or no to it, but you have to remember to respect that. That is something that they choose to do. It is not something that they have to do. All right. And then think creatively. Don't overlook your opportunities. This is something else to keep in mind. Sometimes a mentor can be face to face. You can get in front of them and have coffee once a week or, you know, get together and have lunch uh, every now and then. Or you can have a mentor over the phone who's just willing to have a phone call with you every so often and talk about where you are and what's going on. It could be an email relationship where they, you know, tell you that you're free to email them and that's their best form of communication. And you decide to 
communicate that way. It could be social media, which is uh, a great example is LinkedIn. A lot of people, and that's what I used to do quite a bit, where people would send me those inbox messages on LinkedIn and I respond. And that was where I used to mentor people quite a bit until I started the podcast. So that's a very common platform for people to use. And I say that, and I'm always kind of hinting, well, not really hinting, I'll come out and tell you, you need to have a, a LinkedIn profile and be active. But sometimes people will have these connections, but never go the next step to actually communicate with them. And that's a missed opportunity. So that's why I say be really creative and don't overlook these opportunities. You may have all of these connections in your network on LinkedIn, but are you actually reaching out to them? And also you may just have the platform, but not really making an effort to try to build connections. So you know, you can miss an opportunity for a great mentor, even if you're not careful. Um, and then even the podcast, you know, don't overlook, like I said, the opportunities and podcast is included in that, not just my podcast, but there are others that are in the field of public health and you may, or and not even specifically public health, but they may be a mentor that fits some leadership or developmental type of skill that you need that you can, you may not ever talk to those people who host the podcast. You know, you may listen to this podcast and have never reached out to me, but yet you're being able to receive, you know, we're having this mentoring uh, arrangement. I'm sharing this information and you're receiving and you're taking in the parts that are helpful for you or apply to you and just not worrying about the parts that don't apply to you, but that's still a mentoring relationship. So don't overlook what is available to you or kind of like I said, with the, the case of the not really taking advantage of what's available on LinkedIn. So just keep that in mind. Be creative and don't overlook those opportunities. And I touched on this a minute ago, but you know it's worth really pointing out. Do not try to pull coaching services out of a mentor relationship. It also kind of goes back to what I said about every mentor, they have their limits. So if you happen to find a mentor who's willing to go all out and be all there for you, I mean, that's great. And those people are there. But you know, usually there's only going to be so many people they can take under their wing if they're giving out wholeheartedly like that and in all ways. So I'm not saying they don't, those experiences or those opportunities don't exist. But if you have that, that's in a, that's what they're willing to do, then that's great. But just don't try to, if someone responds to you and answers your question and is helpful you to, don't just start overloading them and try to start pulling coaching services out of them when all they agreed to do was provide a mentor relationship, okay? So realize when you need a mentor and when you actually need to find a coach. And that's important. Sometimes you'll need more than what's freely available and you need to be willing to invest in yourself on that level if and when you reach that point. So let me give you an example. Sometimes people can study on their own for a test and do just fine get through their course or study in a group, you know, if it helps them and do great, right? That's an option. Those are perfectly, everybody's been in that situation. But there are also times when people realize that they're going to need extra help or they just prefer to hire a tutor to work with them step by step through a particular course or a phase. You know, you've had that course coming up and, you know, and you, I use this example and I hate to because I teach biostatistics, but I know that that is not the course of choice for so many people. And at the beginning of every term, when I get to know my students and they start to do that little introduction post, they'll, I'll always have a handful that'll say, I have so much anxiety about this course. I've already secured my tutor. I'm ready before they start because they know that this is going to be a little rough. They're anticipating it. So they want to wait until it gets hard and then try to find a tutor. They start off with a tutor right there with them. They've hired someone. They don't want the school service. They want to have a private tutor so that they have them available. 
And that's what I mean. Sometimes people will do it on their own. But when they realize that, okay, this is going to be rough, I want that help, they go ahead and invest themselves financial on that level and they secure what they need. So you need to try to think about that in terms of your career. When are those, are, are you at a point where you need a coach? And if you do that, you, if you're frustrated and you're, you're not getting where you want to be and you can't find all the resources, then it's a really good chance it's time for you to invest in a coach, some coaching services to help you get where you want to go. You're not able to maybe get there with what's freely available to you. And understanding that is important. Sometimes people will choose fitness trainers. This is another example. Um, at different points when they can't achieve their goals, their fitness goals alone, or they just want some support trying, you know, without trying to get there on their own. You know, if you haven't really been motivated to work out, if it's lack of motivation, or if it's not really knowing the right exercises to do, or wanting to learn the proper techniques so that you can at some point be able to continue it on on your own, whatever the case may be, people choose to work with a fitness trainer, either directly through their gym or I mean, on their own. But the point is, they make the choice to bring in that coach when they need that, or they want that help, that guidance. And then others will look up, do a little research, buy some books, look at some apps and figure out their own plan and be perfectly happy. It's not a one size fits all. And you need to know where you are as it relates to your career. Do the same thing that you do in these other areas as it relates to your career. And if you are not receiving what you need from what's freely available, then decide I'm going to need a coach. I'm going to invest in that and find one that works with you, whether it's the services that I offer or if it's somewhere else. But you just need to be able to decide. Don't just be frustrated and angry and continue to try to pull out what you need from a mentor and create that tension and that stress. And it doesn't, it's not necessary. Okay. So recognize, you know, just recognize those points regarding your career, like I said. And when you're not able to accomplish what you're trying to, with freely available resources, then consider hiring a coach or some sort of paid program to help you. Okay, sometimes people just want to uh, work with a coach up front, making sure they remain on path and that they, you know, need what they need to do in order to reach their goals instead of waiting for the frustration to hit, being proactive instead of reactive approach. You know, I had that happen with someone who enrolled in my coaching program on the webinar. She and I was marketing and I was talking about people who had already completed their degree, and I do still emphasize that, and have been frustrated. I wanted to help those people because I wanted to focus on those people because that encompasses the majority of the people who listen to my podcast. I have, or the majority of the people who reach out to me are reaching out to me saying, I've had my degree. I completed it two years ago, a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, and I can't get into the field. And it's multiple reasons, but that's what I hear the most. So when I developed that program, I targeted those people first because my thinking is I'm mentoring to students on the podcast. So they have the opportunity to listen and put this in and really take it into place. So in one of my webinars was presenting this or preparing to present this, I had someone enroll right away on the webinar and sent me a message. And she's explaining to me that she was at the end of her MPH program and she was, a, her practicum was the very last thing to do. So she was just, it was just before she started the practicum. And she said that she did not want to wait. She was getting a little anxious about her career and transitioning into the field she wanted to be in. She was hearing all sorts of stories about people having, you know, trouble getting into the, what they wanted to do. And she just had some anxiety building up and she didn't want to wait until after she graduated and 
she couldn't find what she wanted. She wanted what I was offering in that program right then and there. So she enrolled and we were able to really work together before she started her practicum to really help her get the most out of that phase and really designing and developing her strategy. And and it really was impactful for her to have to really enroll at that time versus waiting. So, you know, she knew what she wanted and what she needed and that was important. And that's just what I mean, just realizing you know, recognizing where you are and what these resources are, the differences in them, and knowing how to get what you need. So the American Public Health Association has both free services and they also have links to paid services through career coaches as well. Like on their website, you can link to other career coaches. And they even make recommendations on when to seek a career coach that are very similar to what I've discussed right here on this podcast. So understanding these differences is you know, what is provided through mentoring and what is provided through coaching can really, really help you. You know, just don't remain stuck. If that's where you are right now, there's no reason for you to remain stuck and stay frustrated and bitter. And, you know, and it just, it's really a vicious cycle of bitterness and frustration. And then you're just angry and then you start resenting where you are. And it's a very vicious cycle. And, If that is where you are, don't remain stuck. If you're not getting where you want to be, and it's been whatever period of time, then don't just bounce around from mentoring to mentoring to free relationships, free resources that are not helping you. If you're just kind of broadly out there and you don't know what you're doing and where you're going and you're just frustrated, then get unstuck. I mean, whether you find a coach through a resource like the American Public Health Association using one of their links, or you work with me in one of my programs, or you find another coach, get unstuck, find the resources you need, invest in yourself and get out, you know, get the help you need and get out, get moving forward. You know, what's even better is if at all possible, if you're that scenario with the person I just described about, you know, that rolled in my program and she's finishing her master's, you know, If at all possible, take action towards securing the help that you need and stay focused and supported early on. Just prevent getting stuck. Instead of working to get unstuck, just try to prevent getting stuck or feeling frustrated. So if you know that you are not getting what you need where you are, or, you know, again, I mentioned earlier, be careful about missed opportunities. You know, I mentioned don't, you don't want to miss the opportunities that are around you. If there are resources available for you that can help you. And one of those, for example, is the um, the workshops. If you know you need to get experience and there's a, a relatively low cost workshop that can help get you started, then don't just sit on that thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to finish my degree because you already hear from so many other people that that doesn't usually work out very well. Don't just go through the school, go through the motions and then try to work on your career after you've finished it all. You need to have some synergy. These need to be working together while you're a student. You need to have that that plan, that action plan. You know, it's it's just important. Okay, so understanding these differences is so key to being able to know what you need to do, what you need, and where it is. Okay. So I really hope that this has provided a level of clarity and understanding that can empower you. Because really and truly that's what it's designed to do. You either have a choice of you know, taking in those free resources. And when you do take them in, 
use them. Don't just bounce around to everything that's free, attending multiple webinars and and pulling out every download that's available. Don't do that. Just take what you need and use it. You know, if you're listening, if you listen to the podcast, go through, subscribe to the podcast, have it on your mobile device, have it on your computer, scroll through and see what topics are interesting to you or look like they would approach or affect your situation in a way that could be helpful. Scan through the show notes and see what's, you know, what's available there and use them. They're there for you to freely use. But what I see sometimes is people are in the group, for example, I I ran a poll uh, not too long ago in our group and I asked the question about how long people have been listening to the podcast. And I always you know, put different categories of, you know, one, one response was I've been here since the beginning. Another response was more than six months. And then a response was less than six months. And then the fourth option was, I haven't listened to any podcast episodes. Do you know that that was the second highest response? So out of the people that responded to that poll, the number one response was less than six months. But then the number two response was, I haven't listened to any episodes. So people are in the group asking questions, just kind of hanging out in there, but yet they're not listening to the podcast. So when this resource is available, there are, you know, we're at a year. So they've come out once a week for almost an exact year. And so regardless of it, whatever point you stumbled into the group and you find out about it, they're still available there for you to listen. And if you're looking for help and the resources are right there and you're not even taking the time to listen to the episodes or go through the notes, then that's missed opportunity because there's information that it's put here to help. Every single episode word for word may not apply to your situation, but out of a year's worth of podcast episodes, I'm pretty sure there's some free resource in there that could really help you. So take advantage of what's available to you and know what you need and be willing to invest in yourself to the next level if it means coaching or paid service to help you get further along to get unstuck or to prevent being stuck. Okay? Thank you all for listening to this episode. Now, what I will ask you to do is just take a moment and visit my website, drchhuntley.com. And on the very first page, on the home page, you're able to request a demo, which is a short video that I send to you. And it outlines all of the resources that are available on my site from the free to paid. You get an overview of all of the resources. So if you're someone who is relatively new to my podcast or just recently kind of stumbled into the website or the group, then I really encourage you to go to the homepage and just there's a link there you can click to request the demo. I send it to you in an email and it's a short video that goes through everything. You can certainly click through all the tabs and look around and browse around the pages and that's wonderful too. But that video, I thought about that, did it not too long ago and a lot of people have grab that as a tool to really be help, you know, to help you know what I have available. And it's, um, like I said, on the homepage of the website, it's just a link there on the very first page that just says request the demo. So I hope that is helpful. And I encourage you guys to do that if you have not already, or if you're relatively new and just to know what is available to you and then be able to take some kind of action to secure the resources that you need to move you forward. Okay. All right, guys, until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.